Okay, okay. I'm literally going to try to make this one shorter. Just going to try to get a thing out of my face and get it into your ear space and then you're going to have it. <clears throat> that being said, grand rising. It is 9.15 a.m. with five notifications, 4G and 86% where I am. I was just having this thought. I shared it on my um, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter. And it was more along the lines of like, um, I'm grateful to have been rejected. I'm going to cough. <coughs> uh, I'm really grateful to have been rejected all of my life. I'm really grateful to have had the experience of rejection shape me into the person that I am. Now, I don't like rejection. Um, I, I experienced a lot of codependent behaviors a really long time because the first person that rejected me was my mother. So I went about, <coughs> pardon me, uh, understanding or at least learning to the extent that I had an Oedipus complex where I was looking for motherly love in a lot of the relationships that I was in. I was looking for any kind of fam familiar love in any of the relationships I was in. Uh, I was abandoned a long time ago in my youth, uh, emotionally. While I still may have gotten food and shelter from people, emotionally, uh, most young <clears throat> African-American men are told to grow up. Uh, and being six foot since I was 11 years old uh, gave me a lot of reason to believe that I was donned an adult way earlier. Um, but the way that I experience things uh, often confuses the hell out of people. And that's to say that even when I'm having this rejection, I, I'm not always the most like pleasant person in the world when being rejected, especially when the, uh, the, <clears throat> the rejection is directed at me in an aggressive manner. Like, I don't care if you don't like me. You could just, just keep it to yourself. Uh, I would love that. Uh, and if, if you don't keep it to yourself, again, it is not going to be the see-all, be-all of my world. It's not going to ruin my life. Oh, no, you don't like me. Oh, that's the worst thing ever. And it took a while for me to even get there. So let's, 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 let's be absolutely truthful with ourselves. I didn't immediately gain these skills. I didn't walk out of the womb with the Christ-like consciousness where I could just know that I was perfectly fine and would have clear adaption for everything that I was doing. But on the other hand, I had to, um, had to, I got to, I got to experience all of these scenarios where I had no control over whether someone liked me or not. And that's every day. And I don't think <clears throat> a lot of us really kind of apply that to our lives. And I, I talk about my last experience in the most positive light possible, uh, even though it wasn't the most positive experience for me because I, I, I like to share that I was in love with that woman and I, I disliked prior to this point in time that love makes you blind. I don't think it makes you blind. I think it makes you see the positive in other people. You can project a positive outcome, a positive <clears throat> personality, a positive um, follow through with whatever you're experiencing in the relationship because you would like it. Uh, and again, me declaring myself as an empath, me declaring myself as a person who is spiritual, me declaring myself as a person who is uh, uh, at a rational perspective of us being one continuous thing in the universe, me being there, everyone has the propensity to be amazing in their own right, 
regardless of my judgment of how unamazing they may come off to me. So I'm always sitting in the place where I am literally staring into a pot of gold, regardless of if it's like covered in shit, regardless of it's been like dropped in the mud, regardless of anyone's like kicked all the coins out of it. I'm still looking at a pot of gold and I don't think any of those things, shit, mud, uh, kicking it over would just like make me not want the gold. And also the pot. I don't know if you've ever seen a pot of gold in any kind of depiction of it as it's drawn. It's a cauldron and that's cast iron. And I don't know if you know anything about cast iron pots. That's that's pretty much standard gold there for like cooks. I mean, other people look nonstick surfaces. I mean, I really want a griddle plate, but again, I digress. So with that being said, I've never looked at anyone and go, oh man, you're the worst thing ever. I've more or less so gone, I don't understand your behavior and why you're directing it at me. And when I've gotten tired, I go, stop directing this behavior at me or I'll show you what my behavior looks like when I emanate your energy. Which has got me in trouble. <clears throat> it has got me in trouble immensely. Immensely. Uh, it got me kicked out of my mother's house, which was a part of my video of me talking about being rejected. Uh, my mother was very aggressive, and for a long time I wasn't. And then when I decided to be aggressive, I was being in the wrong. Um, yesterday I experienced a scenario where uh, I wasn't being aggressive up until yesterday uh, with this one particular person that I interact with on an almost daily basis. And um, not to say that people don't get pushed to the limits, not to say that uh, there isn't an ebb and flow, that not to say that there isn't a light and dark um, balance to everything. More or less so to say, uh, constant rejection will wear on you, period. I'm grateful for that wear. It's like when you are wearing a pair of shoes and you develop callus. I mean, shoes aren't necessarily the best example for this, but... It's the only time that I can remember where wearing down something will give it more of it. Because <clears throat> if a tree you do that too long a time, it'll die. If you cut the bark off a tree too long a period of time, it'll die. But if you continue to cut the same stock of a root of a uh, rose bush, this is more methodolo- uh, methodically uh, correct, uh, the roots will dig deeper and your bush will get massive each year if you cut it down to uh, prune it down. And um, I lost track of thought for a second. Oh, yes. So not to say that it is wrong if you get tired. Um, Take more breaks, you know, do do your little thing that you have to as far as like regulating your own energy, as far as like regulating your own um, expressiveness outside of that space. Uh, Talk to a friend, go for a walk, so forth and so on. But also, also, it is not your job to be kind to everyone who pushes your buttons. Some people need to be humbled. Um, Need to. Uh, Some people only recognize their energy directed back at them and will ignore every other energy. Um, Some people have been taught by such a toxic environment that they only understand toxicity. Um, And that's why I brought up my ex uh, prior to this point in time, or at least one of them, several of them. I could talk about all of them. <clears throat> I could talk about myself in several instances before having this uh, emotional, intelligent, uh, communicative, um, spiritual output, whatever you want to call it, energetic output. Um, a lot of the people that I interact with on a daily basis just have been raised in such toxic environments that they survived those toxic environments, have adapted to ingesting just toxicity, and don't know how to deal with anything that isn't toxic. 
like the, the, the process, their, 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 their ability to process kindness is almost null because all they understand their whole life is toxicity. Even in their, their joking, the way they play, uh, the way they poke fun, um, the way they will put you down. Uh, all of the things that they do was something that they survived through and it is hardwired into their brain. Which brings me to the point, again, rejection. You don't have to engage in it when someone rejects you. You don't have to engage in their energy output when they reject your energy output. Um, but again, you're, you're well within your rights to defend yourself all the time. That doesn't mean go punching people in the face. I didn't punch nobody in the face. That doesn't mean like raising your voice. It's just okay for you to stand your ground and say, Mm-mm, no, that's not okay. That's not tolerable. I won't accept that. And then to walk off. See, my problem is I was raised in a household where walking towards the thing that was making you mad was the point of perspective. Like when my parents would get mad at something, they would walk towards me. When my uncle was about to kick my ass, uncles were about to kick my ass, they would walk towards me. Regardless if I was bigger than them or not, I was the child, so I had to stand there and take whatever they were dishing out. But the point being is that that's my fight or flight response is to engage with danger. I will see danger and then I will go immediately into I will kick its ass. And that's something that I've had to grow out of to stand still, to be a tree, to not be aggressive. I think of myself as a bull elephant sometimes where if I feel like I am threatened uh, to charge at the thing, a rhinoceros, a hippo, all of those things that are really good at killing smaller things and anything else in its way. Um, But that's not necessarily the best approach to being an awakened, high, hmm, divine being, if, if you want a following, if you want a following, and I don't really want a following, but if you want a following, um, it's not necessarily proper for the people who follow you to think that they're, they're, they, could in, they could ensue wrath. Um, and that's something that I learned throughout the last year is that wrath is detrimental uh, in a negative manner to you and to those who are watching you. Uh, Because once someone perceives you as a threat to anyone, you're a threat, period. Uh, Once someone perceives you as a danger, uh, you are constantly a danger. There is no other means of information that can come out of you. Everything you're doing is acting. They have to be on guard around you. Uh, And I, again, I don't really care for a following. And I've learned a long time ago that rejection is amazing. So when I experience these things, like I did yesterday, uh, in front of a group of people who know now that I will, and if, if pushed to the point, will tell them to stand the fuck down, um, have begun rejecting me. And it brings again to light, because I've, I've had it happen so many times, it brings again to light to my, like it brings to the forefront of my mind that this is an opportunity for me um, to avoid unnecessary drama. You know, those people think that some way, shape or form, they will get the same reaction out of me. That person that was antagonizing me would. I've never, ever, listen, never, ever, ever, never have I smacked a butterfly off of my arm. And I mean, a lot of butterflies like salt. I sweat profusely. They needed to rehydrate. It's for them. It's a whole thing. But I have murdered, okay, listen to me, billions of mosquitoes. If a mosquito lands on me, I'm going to kill it. Mm, you don't get to eat here for free, baby. I'm sorry. No. 
no, you're going to leave a big nasty bump that I'm going to have to deal with for the next week and a half, and I don't want it. So if you even get the touchdown, I'm going to beat the bricks off of you. And then, oh, no, you're a spiritual person. You would kill it. I would kill it, kill it. I would kill it. I'm a spiritual person. The universe literally destroys stars on an active, ongoing basis. Touch me. If I don't want you to touch me, I'll murder you. Just going to put that out there into the Internet. If that gets me arrested at some point and all the other thing. Mm -mm. If I tell you no and you're not listening, I'm going I'm going to say no physically. That's it. I've gotten into more trouble for saying no physically than I have for ever doing anything else in my whole life. But I will tell you no physically. Um, and that comes at the, the risk of being considered safe to a bunch of people who want you safe, who only see you as safe as long as you're letting people step all over you. Walking away is the best thing you can do for your own sanity. Pardon me, I burped again. In a lot of scenarios, I ate like two burritos. I made them myself. Um, walking away is the best thing you can do for your own sanity in a lot of scenarios. But in a great many scenarios, um, there are times where just verbalizing, hey, mm -mm, no, that's not going to stand here anymore. You can't do that any longer. That's not going to be proficient here. And um, yeah, I was just kind of running through the, the thought of uh, rejection being a thing. Like I can run through Arthur's. I could run through books. I could tell you uh, like... Um, 33 Strategies for War. I could, I could run through a bunch of different series of books that would say something along the lines of uh, taking the stance, being the one, strategically doing a thing with yourself. Everything in life is a strategy. I was talking to a friend the other day, and they were just like, everything is chess. And I was like, ah, I don't like playing chess. I'm more checkers in my mind. I want you to know that if you move that piece there, I'm going to jump you four times. And chess is about uh, having the foreground to know the next three steps a person is going to take. I don't, I don't care to do that. That's anxiety. I don't want to live in anxiety. I would, it would, would detest me to live in a constant state of thinking of the future in a way that says I have to plan for it. I like living in the moment of slice right now uh, in the time experience of now. If we were talking about um, hmm, measurements of how I am seeing time... I live in a slither of it, which is this instant. Because if always exists and has existed prior to me understanding what always was, if eternity exists and has existed before the presence or the information of eternity existed, then I'm only existing in a slither that I am recognizing. I will still exist even after this present tense is gone. Uh, my memories are still going to exist even after their present tense has passed. My future has not come yet, but it will still exist after I move through it. Like my next breath still exists even though the last breath is exhaled. It's just one of those things. And if you give yourself that when you're in these moments of rejection, because I know I'm tangenting a lot, but that's how most of these talks go. Um, when you're experiencing rejection, you can give yourself that space of... <clears throat> Yep, that didn't go well the way that you wanted it to. You expected to be accepted. You weren't accepted. You were rejected. Uh, that didn't go well. You weren't able to maintain your, con your composure. Uh, you weren't polite. Uh, you weren't morally doing a thing that society says is what you should do. Mm. I like to think of all the things that I do as a standard for being. I don't want to be controlled as a being. If there's too much snow on a tree branch, the tree is supposed to hold the stuff. And it does not hold the stuff in every instance. Sometimes tree branches fall. Um, tree branches 
uh, trees in general are supposed to hold the ground with the most of all the love and stuff. Sometimes there's a windstorm and a tree does not hold very well and the tree falls over. Again, I forgave myself. Totally did. Um, I just wanted to put this kind of like, I was going to say video, but this is not a video, but guts videos. I was going to put this information out there because I have been not ruminating, rationalizing, kind of introspecting on myself for the last mm, 24 hours. Because, again, I don't like to be angry because it leaves like a, a, a fuzzy, kind of groggy, kind of... Um, I, I want to say negative, but I use that word so frequently. I've got to think of a better word because it, it's a judgment. It leaves an uncomfortable, unsettled feeling in me like I have to poo. You know, like I don't, I'm not against poo and it's one of those natural reactions that you have. But like I don't want to have to poo in the middle of my wedding. I don't want to have to poo in the middle of sex. Uh, I don't want to be walking downstairs talking to somebody I really appreciate and enjoy and have to poo. And that's what anger does for me. Anger leaves a residual I have to poo feeling. And uh, I guess these talks slash my art slash working out, walking, all of those are like the pooing with emotional energies. Uh, because I don't think there's any other way that you can kind of really release those outside of letting off steam as a tea kettle would do after it is pressured and heated. Uh, that's why I think we say we're getting heated because that's a really good analogy for what happens to us. We as a defensive response, get heated. Literally, you flip your lid, I think your magdala or something like that, and um, your body starts to prepare you for a fight or it gears you up adrenically uh, with adrenaline to start running, fight or flight. You can have a freeze response too, but again, that is you going into such a heightened adrenaline state that you slow down as well as the world around you slows down to the point of you not being consciously aware of what's going on anymore. Not saying it's the positive. Try not to label things good, bad, negative, positive. But I do say positive and negative a lot. Um, again, it's my inward perspective of how I'm communicating. Language is a really slow language for me. Uh, it has a lot of words that are redundant. Uh, it does its best to communicate on a wide spectrum so that a lot of people can hear you. But I, in my head, there are way, a great many more sounds and feelings that I do not verbalize and communicate out loud. Um, so I was just kind of, you know, giving a little chat, a little, 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 a little chat, a little chat today um, about how rejection has like really saved me. Um, it really gave me a lot of information from my youth to now. And even in these little moments where I still have it. Um, even in these moments where I still experience rejection, even in these moments where I say like, oh, I reject the idea of me being angry. Uh, that's still a rejection for me because it's not me just accepting the thing that I was. It's not me just accepting the thing that I am. So when I'm like having this experience and it's like going to be a thing that we all do and we all kind of communicate that as a whole, it's more of a, a reality it's more of a, a rational experience for you to be accepting of yourself in the moment rather than to like deepen slash depend slash um, kind of give yourself this you're, you're putting a weight on yourself that you don't have to carry when you're telling yourself you have to be a certain way uh, and we're all taught that we have to be a certain way. 
and you don't have to be anyway other than the thing you show up as. Now, there are consequences to being whatever you want to be. There are uh, reactions. There's karma uh, having an action against another action. But there isn't anything that you have to do uh, in per se to have your life be a certain way. Whatever you do will get your life to turn out the way that it's going to turn out. And there's nothing you can do to change that. Uh, You're going to choose those things regardless of whether... It affects someone around you in a negative manner, quote unquote, or a positive manner, quote unquote. Uh, people make choices based upon how they feel in the moment. People do things to make themselves feel better, uh, regardless of how it makes other people feel. Uh, even my reactions to reject rejection is to make me feel better. Even my actions to isolate uh, from a group of people who are constantly in a negative space, quote unquote, in a um, saddened space in a space where they are ruminating constantly on the failures in their life. Even when I isolate myself from those people, it doesn't do anything differently than if I were to engage with those people because those are two separate experiences. There's no way to judge those experiences uh, simultaneously without making a comparison. To say that one is better than the other is saying that I don't want the other experience. I don't want the other information. I don't want uh, one inf- one source of information over the other source of information. Uh, that's uh, akin to saying I like spicy food. I don't like spicy food. Those are two different sources of information. Those are two different processes. Those are two different places where you are um, measuring and comparing. It isn't necessarily to say that there are bad things happening. There isn't necessarily to say that there are good things happening. But when you sit and face the idea of experiencing rejection on a constant basis, you will understand that you are rejected constantly uh, by yourself. You reject the idea of being who you are out loud. Um, People in your life reject the idea of you um, being something differently than what they can be, what they can see themselves as. People who don't live their life to the fullest will... uh, be upset with you for living your life to the fullest. People who live a more lavish life will be upset with you or reject the notion of living the life that isn't as lavish as theirs. There's a constant state of rejection that we face, but we don't express it as such. So we walk around constantly kind of comparing our lives to other people, saying that this is what it should be, saying this is how it how it would be, this is a way that it could be better. We do this thing, we're always trying to level out. We're always trying to level out with the thing that's in our experience. I spend a lot of time by myself because I level myself out. Again, it is called uh, a great many deal of things in the psychological world, but I'm totally fine with being a narcissist. I'm totally fine with uh, being in love with myself, with thinking that the universe is me and trying to figure out how to quote unquote love the universe best, experience the universe as as well as it can be experienced without giving it any kind of... um, without giving it any judgment of the experience that I'm receiving. And that, for me, happens best when I'm isolated. Uh, does that mean that I'm not engaging with other things? No, but I get to process a, 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 an effective, a much effective way um, when I'm not with other people. Other energies, um, other people's want for attention and acceptance, other people's desire to be accepted wherever they are without them actually accepting themselves where they are is a frustrating notion that I have to engage with on a constant basis. Um, People are walking around wanting to be accepted all the time without actually rationalizing the idea 
that they don't accept themselves. People are wanting to be uh, in love, but they don't love themselves. People are wanting to be brave, but they aren't brave themselves. People are wanting to be happy, but they don't know what happiness is to them because they've always been chasing the idea of what happiness is for somebody else. Like, I've got to be a lawyer. I've got to be a soldier. I've got to be a cop. I've got to be a doctor based upon what someone else thought that I was supposed to be. I've got to be a man because if I'm not a man, then I'm not strong. Uh, I've got to be um, emotionally composed because if I'm not emotionally composed, then I'm not accepting in the community that I'm in. There are so many things that we do right now to try to get other people to like us, uh, to try to get scenarios to stay stable. And the biggest, (laughs) the most rational thing that I've gotten from being rejected and the thing that made it all connect for me is that change is a constant and you don't get to pick that. It is. That is like one of the fundamental things that I understand about this universe is that everything is susceptible to change regardless if I want it or not. It will happen. I will get old, quote unquote. My body will keep reproducing cells, quote unquote. I will still have a desire for food, quote unquote, or at least consumption to some extent, whether that be sunlight, air or water. My body will still desire a thing, a community. My body will still desire community. Uh, As a human being, as an animal, I would like to engage with others of my species. Um, Expression. Uh, There is still a constant need for expression, whether that be through becoming a monk. That's a level of expression. Becoming a priest. That's a level of expression. A boxer, a fighter. Again, these are all levels of expression. I understand that change is the constant that denotes that that will happen. Regardless of how sane I think I am, regardless of how insane I think I am, regardless of, change is the constant that kind of brought together that being rejected is going to happen. And I just really wanted to like, I won't say positively, but I don't have better words yet. I'm going to learn better words for you guys so that I could get more across more effectively. But I'm going to go with positive right now. Positivity, uh, positively, um, uh, being rejected has is, is got me to that point. Because again, I, I don't get to choose when someone rejects me. I don't get to choose when someone understands me. I don't get to choose when I am acceptable to someone else's palate. I don't get to choose those things, nor do I get to uh, tell them to stop rejecting me, to stop being aggressive towards me. I don't get to I don't get to tell them that it's not. I mean, I can, but it's futile. It's it would be futile for me to tell my gut biome right now to stop processing food and making me fart, making me burp, making me um, exude gases that don't smell good to my nostrils. There are lots of people who eat fermented things all around the world, cheese being one of them, and wine. Those things smell terrible. But we've learned that they smell good. But they smell terrible. They smell like fermented. And fermented things smell terrible to me. Um, But again, uh, I I, I reject the idea of that being delicious, even though I'm a a sucker for cheese if I can get my hands on it. And um, I like kimchi a lot. But again, I digress. I'm just saying, like, in totality, we don't get to decide those things. I, I don't get to decide what happens with the rest of the universe at this point in time. I only get to decide what happens in my own internal universe. And rejection gave me that. Rejection gave me a great form of radical acceptance that I was not aware of because for such a long period of time, I was fighting it. Uh, even just in this talk, 
uh, while I was talking to you, someone went out of their way to start yelling through my window because they could hear me talking and it made them feel good to do that. I had to accept that it was happening. I had to continue talking. Maybe you heard me. I was like processing through it because I was listening as well as trying to gather my thoughts. Um, I was rejected at the idea of me being a philosopher. I was rejected just then in that point in time of me having any kind of conscious thought or any kind of respect would be given to me because I was processing through a thought out loud in my recording. Did they have to know I was recording? No. Did they have to know that I was trying to be teaching right now? No. They didn't have to do anything. I had to accept that. But I also had to accept that I was rejected, that anything coming out of my mouth would have been any kind of informative or educational to someone I was communicating with due to their own belief of themselves thinking that nothing could come out of me that would be worth listening to. Nothing would come out of me that would be worth recording. Nothing would come out of me that would be worth speaking out loud into my own space. I love rejection right now because it lets me know where my energy is accepted. It lets me know where I can redirect my energy from and I don't apply it anywhere where it doesn't make me glow. If the energy that I'm expressing doesn't make me feel good, if it's not received by someone else and it doesn't make them feel good, and I'm loosely based on quotes, if it's unpleasurable to me, if it's unsettling to me to be around someone who doesn't accept that energy, I just stop engaging with them. I don't even try anymore. And for the longest time, I was really trying to apply tons and tons of effort into getting people to like me when their first initial role was to not accept me. Uh, I'm coming up on 30 minutes and I got to get my laundry out of the stuff. I love you guys because um, I, I love myself and I'm a narcissist and I think everything in the universe is me. I think we're all God. I think we're all the same energy. I think we're all a part of stars. I think that all of us come from this place where we are all the exact same stuff. So getting to speak to you, getting to talk to you in this way, regardless of if you ever hear me while I'm alive, uh, if you ever hear me later after I've died, these recordings are just so that the information that I had in my head could be out there. Um, I think too many times we see too many stars too many people walk around not sharing the information that they have because they don't believe that it's worth sharing. And I, I got to the point at some point in time where I just didn't want that. Uh, I really wanted whatever information I had to be a, a, a step for the next person who thought, you know, whether it be thinking like me or thinking not like me, I really want the next person to have a platform to jump off of. I really want the next person to have some kind of emotional support, whether it be from their family, whether if I'm their family, hell, if I know, ooh, that'd be scary. So that'd be cool and scary if I never got to meet the person that's listening to me, but they're totally related to me by blood. <laughs> I wonder how many people are like family of a philosopher who was like deemed crazy when they were alive and like that was the crazy uncle or the crazy aunt or the crazy person of higher uh, guardianship and now they're like totally famous all over the world known for books and they're like oh man you know i'm totally related to such and such x y and z <sighs> that was a good thought to go through thanks future i had all that that's that's cool that's not an anxiety <laughs> chuckles nervously um, so again, I got to go. Uh, I say this at the end of all of my talks because I really want you guys to be safe and I curse you guys. I curse you. Um, 
it's a part of what I think is my spiritual power is to place a really significant curse on someone's physical aptitude. Uh, I say be safe always, always. Uh, and I say it's a curse because I don't know how to break curses. I don't think there's anything that breaks curses. But I know that you can break spells. Maybe you can reverse curses, but I don't like putting hexes on people. Again, with all the spirituality that I believe in. I believe that all the words that I say are magic. And I believe that everything that I speak into existence happens. So I like to curse you guys with the safety. I say be safe always, always. And I spell always a L. W-A-Y-S comma A-L-L space W-A-Y-S. Um... This has been barely doing stuff now with words. I think we're on like episode eight. I don't know. Nine, maybe? I'll have to go back and look after I get the recording saved. But uh, yeah, this has been barely doing stuff now with words. Thanks for listening. I appreciate you guys.